All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. Our guest today is Jacqueline Wagner. She is a relationship expert. She has done extensive training in relational and family dynamics while also being trained in behavior analysis and modification. This has led her to working with thousands of families and speaking on platforms about patterns within relationships, where they come from, why they exist, and how to shift them. She's done extensive work in correcting child behavior patterns and their parents as well, and in psychology and NLP to add her behavior and analysis and modification hat. Uh, she has transformed the behaviors, outlooks, and happiness of children and adults over many years. It has been super fulfilling for her and has led her to a new pivot working with individual individuals to customize their relationship of their dreams with their method called the reconnect method. So I cannot wait to bring her on and get her insight. So let's go ahead and cue that intro. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. I can't wait to get some insight from you and just hear your opinion about things. So I appreciate you joining. Um, I want to start the podcast off with the question that I start every podcast off with, which is where this podcast is founded on, which is, do you think that there's a difference between being a solopreneur and a business owner? And if so, what do you think that difference is? Well, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for that intro that always makes someone coming on being interviewed so welcome. So thank you for that. It was beautiful. Yes. Um, as far as your question, I do believe that there's a difference. I believe that being a solopreneur, you're really about yourself and what you're executing, what that yeah. energetic exchange is that you're getting for the monetary value of whatever it is. And you're really the person in control of all aspects of it. Right. I think that it's really difficult to scale when you're doing that. There are different ways to do that. However, you're kind of in your own little bubble and mm -hmm. you're able to offer whatever product or service that is at a lower scale, which is great at times. Yeah. When you really get into being that business owner, it's about the expansion of it. It's about being able to surrender certain things, still understanding that you have that umbrella over people that are interacting within your business that may be working for you, whether they're employees or whether they're subcontractors that are coming in that do that specialized work. However, you have a different hat, a different role, and there's a lot more responsibility with that because typically you're looking to scale at that point. You're looking yeah. to expand, whether it's departments, whether it's some type of offering that you're doing, you can't do that alone. And sometimes that's the biggest shift that's the hardest for people that are in business. Right. So why do you think that is the, the, that's the hardest shift for people to make? I believe that when you have an entrepreneurial mindset and you start off at the, as that solopreneur, there's a lot of valleys that you go through. There's yeah. a lot of people that you might want to connect with. You might decide, let me partner up with someone else's business and my business. Like let's partner with this. And you might not have the best experiences you know, we deal with technology issues. We deal with people not showing up. And depending upon the story that we tell ourselves, which is all about what I just share about the relationship with yourself and with other people, it really comes down to the story you tell yourself with that and how that impacts. We don't necessarily, if it's not the best story, 
Sometimes the story might be, I got to, if it's going to get done right, I got to do it by myself. I got to do it all by myself. And we find those patterns of thought in our personal life as well as our business. And that really hinders people from being able to let go. And I always tell people, whatever I speak about like this, I'm pointing three fingers back at myself because it's something that Mm. I live myself. I'm speaking from experience, not just things that I've observed in the professional world. Oh, okay. So can you tell me a little bit more about your business journey, like from the beginning of it to where you are now and the transitions and shifts that you've had to make as you've grown? Absolutely. Well, I have always had this entrepreneurial mindset mindset and wanting to be innovative. I started 11 years old selling pillows door to door. My dad, there were these shorts that I wanted to get. They were $50. And he said, absolutely not. You have to earn it. The first moment that you earn $50, you can buy it. I said, I can do anything that I want. Like I I can actually earn this. And he said, yes. So my mom was a tailor. She taught me how to make pillows. And it was just an arts and crafts thing that we did. And I went and the little bit of money I did have for my allowance, I went to Joanne's Fabrics with my mom, bought it. I stuffed them and I sold them door to door. And I had my shorts that weekend. So that was the first business. And then the following year, actually the following two summers uh, when I was 12 and 13, I ended up deciding that I wanted to start a kid's camp. Yeah. So I marketed all. I really, I came from a Christian family. I was born Catholic and then raised into a born again Christian family. So we didn't really listen to music, but I heard my friends talking and there were different like bands and things like that. So I basically marketed my whole business. It was called New Kids on the Corner after New Kids on the Block. Way back when. <laughs> I love that. I basically did everything for it. I set up emergency contacts. Like I set up business, um, not business plans. They were teaching plans. So I had st- kids coming in. And then what I did is I actually hired my friends to come in to help when I had the overflow of students. I call them students, you know, coming into that. So, you know, for me, I did that two years and it really expanded from there. I worked in a doctor's office, a family physicians, a multi-million dollar family physicians practice. And within the four years from 14 to 18, I was offered the office office manager's role. And I said, nope, I want to go back to being my own business again. So I started in college and I worked with 75 plus families and paid cash for my university tuition. They actually paid directly into my tuition and stuff. So it was just a a magical thing that I went from there and ended up going into sales while I was still doing that. I ran two simultaneous careers, one in business and one in education. And it really flourished up until I got into an auto accident. And that's what really shifted my control, the control we were talking about that we deal with going from solopreneur to entrepreneur as business owner. So that's my journey in the, in the early stages. Yeah. So what happened after that auto accident? What was that process like? And how was that a key moment of you shifting your control there? Well, I found so much throughout my life. The reason why I started working in relationships is because I saw the dynamic within my own family with my parents' divorce. And then my dad got remarried. It was a very volatile divorce. And then I watched my older brother and I, what we went through and the hoops that we were jumping through and earning things. And it was just, it was a very traumatic time. And my parents didn't really know. They weren't educated to know what was happening then. And then my dad got remarried and he had another boy and girl. And I saw all the same patterns. My dad was the only one that was the same. 
And, yeah. but everyone else, the variables were different. So that's really where I started to map this stuff out and really started building different businesses with it. And getting into my adult years, the blind spot for me was I did not realize the depth of my own conditioning of mm -hmm. having to earn love, having to earn this success and achievement from other people and what they thought about me. So I found myself on this hamster wheel, just doing whatever I could be to be an anomaly. Like I, yeah. I mapped out my entire master's program, got it approved by the state and did it in three and a half months. I was told I'm the only person that's done that or it probably wow. wanted to do it. So yeah. but I, well, I went through those hoops because it was this dramatic thing to do in order to get that recognition. And yeah. I really crumbled with that. And I believe when I was in my accident, I actually brought that upon myself because I needed a way to have a break. And in yeah. my mind and my conditioning, I wasn't able to, unless there was something like you broke your arm or you broke your neck or you were, you had to keep going and going and going. And it just, I was at my wits end, the stress yeah. level I was having and all of that. So that is when I actually was involved in an accident that was through no fault of my own. I was on my way in the inner city of Philadelphia to work with students. I was contracted to work with high school students and I got in the middle of a crossfire road rage wow. and the guy hit me and he got out to attack me as I was getting out of my car. And it was my students that actually came to my rescue. And as you can imagine, I just was beside myself. And the one thing that I share with people is I went through so much working in the inner city with bomb scares and gang fights. And I even taught about classroom management, how to come out of it. This gave me a way to rest. Yeah. And I gave in to the whole uh, trauma of it and the whole anxiety of it. Instead of telling a different story, I fell in more into the trauma that I was feeling in that situation. And it just expanded. And my life started to spiral out. It wasn't a break. It was yeah. a complete downturn for me with the stress, the anxiety, the depression, and my, my health started spiraling out. Yeah. So what, what happened from there and how did you start to kind of get out of that place of just anxiety and overwhelm? And I think a lot of people that listen can relate to this because they've gotten to that point where they're kind of at their wits end and they're like, man, I'm doing all of it, but I'm trying to scale my business. And then they have other things in their life, like kids, spouse, other things that they've got going on. And so how did you, how did you overcome that? Well, it, it happened in a few years. I definitely, there was a, a downward spiral with it. My, like I said, my house started spiraling out. I was dealing with all different kinds of things. I had permanent nerve damage in, in my left shoulder. I, in, actually in two different places, I started developing autoimmune diseases. Yeah. And really what happened for me when I hit the 18th medication that I was on and my systems were just shutting down, I had kidney issues, all kinds of stuff. I just said, I need to take my life back. I no longer want to be giving into this type of spiral just to give myself a break when I'm not really getting a break. Yeah. So it was something that just switched for me almost like a, a little small spark of empowerment because I didn't recognize myself. Like the driven, yeah. determined person I was, I looked in the mirror and I wasn't that, that person anymore. I didn't yeah. recognize myself. And when I saw that, it was like, I need to do something different. I need to do something for myself. And I sat there with the four walls around me and I didn't know how to do it. I 
earned everything. I never gave back to myself at all. And that moment that I made a decision was like the hardest thing because I didn't know how to give back to myself. It was, oh, let me take care of that person. Then I can get rewarded. Let me go do that accomplishment and then I can be rewarded. And it was never just you're special and worthy. You can get a reward right now. That was foreign to me. So it really was a process and it's been a process over a decade plus going through that. So for me, it was starting out with meditation and I was starting out with visualization and everything that I did, because I took off, I shut my business down. I really needed to focus on myself and my own health. And I was able to work this process. And it was that a process, totally a process that at times I didn't know if I even wanted to live anymore. Like, what is the point? I just, I was never suicidal, but the concept of why can't I just have a game over and start again? Why can't I do that? Like we do in a video game. I I believe I'll be coming back, you know, as myself. And it was a real struggle that I dealt with because I knew that I was meant for more. I knew that I was meant to do something here. So when you have that small spark that's there, you just have to hold on to it. And you have to be okay with where you are in that day. And some days wasn't okay, but that was the start of it. And it was really, I remember just a few years into it, I started to really doing meditation, changing my diet, doing different supplements that actually targeted the vitamins and minerals that I was deficient in, even some of the chemicals that I didn't have, I needed to supplement those things. I started to research some of these and I started to actually self-heal, especially of my permanent nerve damage. I actually have MRIs that shows there's nothing there. So wow. we are so powerful in our thoughts and that foundation that comes from zero to seven. That's where our foundation comes. The things that we see, children are in theta brave wavelengths and they absorb everything as fact, which is why we say they're like sponges because they are. Right. And where that foundation is, that's kind of what you're working with. And you, you have to be, give yourself grace too at that point in time. When you're aware though of certain things that you went through, not to blame, but to actually give you a roadmap, that's where you can actually push through to the next step. And that's what I did. Mm. Wow. Okay. So how does the, everything that you've gone through contribute to what you do today? And how do you help people today in your current business? So I have just always had such a passion for kids. If I can just like be sitting with kids, it's, I learned so much from them yeah. because most people forget the childhood innocence that's there. We, we, don't, we don't tap into that energy of kids enough. So there's always some type of rejuvenation that I get from that. And not disregarding the parents out there with kids. It's a little bit different when you have that responsibility than when you're just, you know, working with them or right. having that downtime. So that was really where my life was, you know, to really be the best wife, the best mother at some point in time in my life. That's where it came from. And I wanted to be able to make an impact. So I did that through education. I did that through advocacy work. I did a lot of advocacy work because I am certified and licensed as a special education educator. So that's a lot of the stuff that I did. And then really what I found out was working through this process after my accident, I realized that. Without realizing it before, I had unhealthy relationships. I had these thoughts and I was so hurt and so sensitive and so defensive at times that it was like, what is this? So through the process of taking that time off, 
figuring out how to give back to myself without feeling guilty or without earning it gave me the fortitude to be able to take a look at the relationships I had romantically with friends, with family. I, I was kind of disconnected from my immediate family for about two years. There was never any animosity there. However, it was, I can't come over to events. I can't come over. Like I needed that space for myself so I could better understand So that's really what led me into talking about relationship patterns and the blind spots that are there. Because as much as I studied this since I was 16 years old, picking up my first psychology book, I had blind spots that were there. And it was because of this programming. So that is really what has brought me full circle to work with people to understand what they're looking for in a dream relationship and what's actually stopping them. Yeah. Okay. So, so much goodness there that I want to dive into. Um, how does, how does a business owner, a solopreneur, how do they change the narrative that they're telling themselves? So then they can work past the things that are holding them back, which is oftentimes themselves. Like how do they start that process of telling themselves a different story when all they know is the current story that they live in? Well, the first thing is to acknowledge. And if they're saying, I want to tell a different story, they acknowledge the story that they're telling in their living is not working. And the next thing to do is it's the first thing I teach in any of my programs is how to get curious, how to get Mm -hmm. super defined, like a bird's eye view of what's taking place. We want objectivity and we want to be able to separate those two things. So when we're able to get really curious on when is the feeling coming up? When am I being triggered? When is this, when are those thoughts coming in? What is the exact phrase that you are saying right now? Is it, I can't do this? Is it nothing works out for me ever? What is the phrase? Because that is attached to some programming that you have. That is the starting foundation to be able to shift it. The awareness that you can bring in your curiosity is the most powerful thing. Okay, amazing. So um, I would love to to talk a little bit about how do you start to cultivate strong business relationships? Well, it starts with you first. And that is the reason why I needed to shut my business down. And because I was so successful, I had the opportunity to be able to do that and really take that time for myself. So cultivating the relationship with yourself is first and foremost. Understanding how do you talk to yourself? When you are by yourself, and you know this is very easy if you're single and you live alone, if you have family members or you have a husband or a wife, it's a little bit more difficult. So we all are on our, our own journey with what we have to figure out. However, if you are able to see, how are you talking to yourself? How are you treating yourself? Do you make a commitment to eat healthy for 30 days and then you're making excuses on, well, I can do this and tweak it this way and it's not going to hurt. I always say it's the the devil on one side, angel on the other side, and you're talking back and forth, trying to like figure out a way to make it work. You have to bring attention to that and you have to be able to see how you treat yourself and what's taking place. So that's first and foremost. The second thing is, After the internal aspect is ask yourself what's happening in your outer environment, what's taking place, because the things that you see on a daily basis, even with strangers, you're actually filtering through your um, unconscious and subconscious minds. And Mm -hmm. that's actually going to be showing you what you're seeing in the world. So if you start to work with cultivating relationships and business and you have this filter on, 
you're going to be focusing on something that's not going to be able to help you create and cultivate those relationships. You have to be aware and it's customized to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And so how would somebody who, you know, it does have family around or somebody who does, uh, is not able to just take a break from their business. How would they make time for themselves? Like what would you recommend they do to be able to start listening to themselves first and creating that relationship there? Um, if they are busy. Okay. So the first and foremost is we can all make time. We make time for the things that are important to us. And sometimes we have to shift that importance. And that doesn't mean that a spouse isn't important and your kids aren't important. However, if you are not doing what you need to do for yourself and filling your cup up, you can't give crap to anyone else. It's just going to be like sludge instead of pure water that you're giving someone. So the first thing to do is to say, I need for my family, for my husband, for my wife, for my parents, if you're taking care of elderly parents, I need to do this for me or I can't show up for them. That's the first thing that you have to believe is the truth. It's fact. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's about scheduling the time. Sometimes there's an alarm. I used to go and work like manically. I I had a diagnosis like manic with it because it was like, if I stop right now, I didn't achieve something. I don't deserve that. And then the other side was, if I stop right now, I'm never going to get started again. I'm going to procrastinate. Like I'm on a roll. You know, I had this ADHD and ADD and I got to keep going. So we have to be able to say, no, it's okay. Breaks are needed. You're actually going to come back and be more productive. So those two things are what you need to believe in yourself. And then you need to set up the tools, whether it's setting alarm every two hours, get up from your desk, go for a walk in the morning. Like I do a 45 minute walk in the morning. If there's something that's going on with my schedule, it might only be 15, but I shoot for 45 and I do specific things on my walk that are giving back to my community and to myself. And I make those tweaks and adjustments. We have to be able to be okay with tweaking things and having flexibility for what we need for ourselves, or we can never give or make the impact we need to for the world. Right. Exactly. So My last question to you is how do you create lasting change in your most common behaviors? The things that you just can't seem to change that they're just happening over and over and over again. How do you create change that lasts with those? Well, again, I would say you have to look at one thing. If you start to want to change a million different things, you're not going to change anything. You're going to be pulled in all these different directions. So focus on the most important thing that you want to change and define your why. Why do you want to change it? If we don't define our why and we don't map out a relationship strategy, so I am a relationship strategist, we're not going to be able to fall in alignment. We're not going to be able to reprogram the things we need to. So that's the thing that you can do as a superficial layer to get started. There's more in-depth things that you can do when you're actually working with someone like myself or another mentor or coach or another expert that can actually walk you through things. So if you have specific memories that keep coming up, you have specific words that keep coming up, you can actually work with someone to work through the different blocks that you have. So there's many different layers. That's the first and foremost, though. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. This has been so, so good. So insightful. And just, I really appreciate your perspective on how to really heal things from the inside first before moving forward and trying to affect the outside world, because by changing the inside that affects the outside. And so where can people talk to you, connect with you if they want to learn more, if they want to hear more from you, um, and if they need help with this areas in their life? 
Well, Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N, my middle initial M is always the great way, and Wagner, I'm the Relationship Puzzle Master. So looking up either of those two, you can see me on Facebook, Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm kind of all over. I'm even on Clubhouse. I speak on the Clubhouse audio platform as well. So definitely reach out. And lastly, JacquelineWagner.com or TheReconnectMethod.com. You can get more information there as well. Amazing. Thank you. And I'll make sure to include those in the show notes as well. Is there any last things that you want to say before we finish up for today? One thing that I want to say is know wherever you are is okay. You're perfectly where you are. You're listening to this right now because you're ready for it. You're listening to it. So know right where you are is perfect and make sure that you do not compare yourself, your step one to somebody else's step 20. Everyone's in their perfect place and you're okay at step one, but you don't want to try to jump 20 flights or 20 steps. So just know that. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. This has been so beneficial. Thank you to everybody who's been listening and uh, let's go ahead and cue that outro clip. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.